Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 287 albums in his Pike series. And we're going to listen to him. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. Oh, Buckethead. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where the cast was cast. Yeah, 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 cast. cast. Welcome bots, slogs, friends, and bucketheads. This is episode 29 of Getting Head, a bucket cast. Wow, 29. 29. So like, I guess this is a thing I'm doing for every episode. I'm just like, what's, what's it like when you're 20-something? No, I, I like that. 29. You, you, you found something interesting <laughs> to say about almost every number since 23. Interesting. I'm using air quotes. Yeah, yeah. You um, had a good one for 21, and then you kind of, you really dropped the ball on 22. Not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you really do with 22, but you fucked that dog. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, nobody likes you when you're 22 and 23. That's true. Um, I would say for 29, uh, when I was 29, I was like, I'm going to start a new metal meme page. <laughs> I guess, no, I don't I know. Guess, yeah, I guess it's been like, a, has it been like three years now since you've been running that? Yeah, I started it in, uh, like, June of 2018. Hell yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uphill trajectory. Yeah, uphill, uh, um, sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, people get weird about, like, turning 30 or whatever. Like, that was not a weird birthday for me. I didn't feel weird about that. No. Like, I think one of the weirder birthdays for me was, like, turning, I don't know, 20 was a little weird. But like turning thirty, I was like, yeah, whatever. I guess I'm done with the, my twenties. Those were fucking terrible. Yeah, you know, twenties <laughs> are dumb. Like, yeah, I, I hated most of that. I I've been enjoying my thirties quite a bit so far, though. Yeah, yeah, the thirties thirties have been pretty pretty all right, except for the whole fucking the last year and a half has been fucking bullshit. Oh yeah, but you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna do? What, right? are you gonna what can do? you do? Yeah, whatever. The last show I went to before COVID was a noise show. You you have told me this. You've actually, I think you tweeted about this, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, but it, that, that's true. Like, well, that is not, you know, uh, is not a lie." Imagine if you go to the grave uh, have, having a noise show as your last live music experience. <laughs> go to the grave. That's the weirdest way to word that. <laughs> what if you die and the last show was a noise show? I like. I like better. What if you meet your mortal tomb? <laughs> <laughs> what if you see the end of this mortal coil? <laughs> mm. Shall you meet the Reaper? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm okay with it. Whatever, you know. What, I mean, what can you do, right? Like, COVID kind of caught everybody by surprise. So it's like, I don't know. E except for the Chinese, you know what I'm saying? Because they manufactured it. Plandemic. Oh, God. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> uh, for our listeners, I hope you know that's a joke. <laughs> like, I, God, there's, there are some people, there are some people, uh, uh, like, so I post a lot of memes on the internet. There's some people that leave some comments that I don't like. Yeah. And it's when, uh, the ones that I really don't like is when they're, like, making a joke about, like, those types of conspiracies. Mm-hmm. 
but they're doing it real tongue in cheek, you know? And like, I just, a lot of that is very unfunny to me. Yeah. <laughs> and so it like bothers me. Like somebody made a joke about adrenochrome on my fucking meme page the other day and I like deleted the comment. I wow. was like, dude, I'm not like, no, golly, like, we're been, not doing this. You've been listening to a lot of QAnon Anonymous, haven't you? <laughs> I've listened to all, pretty much almost all of it. Yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that that specific conspiracy, the adrenochrome shit, is, like, some of the most insane, insane shit. I know. Like, and, and, like, the number of, like, seemingly respectable people who believe, who actually believe that is crazy. Okay, so speaking of that podcast, the most recent episode, I don't know if you've listened to it, it came out yesterday. Oh, wait, are you talking about the uh, the book review? No, that was, the, that was last week's episode. Uh, the episode from yesterday was about um, this woman whose mom got into QAnon. Cool. Uh, but anyways, suffice to say, one of the things they talk about is there was like this online conference for like QAnon bullshit. And our Lord and Savior, Jim Caviezel, makes an appearance in that episode. Interesting. Because Jim Caviezel, big, big red-pilled guy, let me tell you, uh, he he talked about adrenochrome and how the, ad- quote unquote, this is an actual quote from him, the adrenochroming of children. Wow. It's the thing that he says. Wait. Which is are, amazing. Are you sure the guy who played Jesus in the Mel Gibson film, <laughs> where Mel Gibson somehow finds a way to blame Jesus' death on the Jews instead of the Romans, are you saying that guy is a conservative American? And, well, and apparently conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Listen, it ain't no theory if it's. Okay, I guess it's a theory. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of Jim Caviezel, he was in that show Person of Interest. Do you ever watch that show? Fuck no. Yeah, it's dumb as shit. Like, I watched a whole bunch of that show because, like, it had, like, a billion seasons, and it was all on some streaming service, so I just, like, put it on. Oh, that makes sense. Let it you, just, ride, you just watch you know? shows that they made a lot of them. I, that's the same yeah. reason I watch The Big look, Bang Theory so much. <clears throat> Look, look, okay, my 20s, as previously stated, were garbage. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's fair. I, I, like, I still I spent, didn't watch the Big Bang Theory in my 20s. Well, I didn't either, Bazinga, okay? Bing bong. <laughs> Is that a quote from that show? I don't, I've never seen it. It's the Bing, 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 Big Bong Theorem? Uh, oh, that's a different thing. Like The, the Big Bopper? We, we've... We've done some research into the Big Bong Theorem, oh, you and I. I we, have, <laughs> we have proven the Big Bong Theorem, and the theorem is <laughs> that she'll fuck your lungs up way bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Way bad. Yeah. Uh, I remember taking hits from this giant bong with you in Alaska. It was right after Scott got his, like, his like fancy Civic that had, like, the fancy uh, sound system in oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went to some, like, random person's house who had like a six foot bong. I don't know this person. Was it a, was it a big never, glass one? And the, they call it four. I, that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. And we were like hanging out in their apartment and yeah. I don't remember who they were, but I just remember like taking a hit from that bong and coughing for so long and then being so miserable and then just like, but also so fucking high. Oh yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Anyways, person of interest is a garbage show for trash people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't recommend it. It's really dumb. You you know shows that like 
portray hacking or like computer things as like this like kind of magical oh yeah thing it's it's like a guy anything can happen four keyboards and like 11 monitors all of which have the matrix screensaver going and he's like uh we gotta get into the mainframe but wait one sec first i gotta look at a, a photo of this guy enhance 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 so you're describing an episode of Person of Interest right now, except the guy behind the keyboards is the dude who played Ben in Lost. Ben. Oh, yeah, Ben Linus. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And I like that I like actor. that guy. He's a really good actor. Like, yeah. yeah, totally. Um, but that show is not good. He's just like, we need to track this person. I'm hacking into the, uh, uh, like the, the facial recognition government software so we can track this person. And then it's Jim Caviezel like talking into a phone and he's like, yeah, I was Jesus. Oh, Mel Gibson. Oh, adrenochrome. So, and then, you know, <laughs> stuff it, happens. It, People get shot. It's pretty much like if you gave Neil Breen an actual budget. Like, I've My hacked God. into the mainframe, the most secret corporate and government secrets. No more books. Oh my god, yeah. There, there's a particular Neil Breen film that I really want to see. I've got uh, all of that, them on my server, dog. Yeah, can we do can we do a Neil Breen night? Hell yeah, anytime. That I would, love that Neil would Breen. be lovely. Yeah. I really want to see the one, it's like Faithfully something. Mm, I forget oh, what Faithful it's Findings. Faithful Findings, that's yeah, the one that, I want to see. That's the one I'm talking about with No More Books. It's so goddamn good. Yeah, oh, No More Books, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I watched that clip last night, and I it, I watched it like on repeat a bunch of times. It's so incredible. Have, uh, it's, have you watched... Uh, the red letter media wheel of the worst that they just dropped yeah that's okay that's that's, yeah yeah because they have like so, yeah his his filmmaking thing on there which i don't have actually that's the one thing i don't have of his oh well they did a they re, they put out an episode yesterday that's about um faithful findings and oh, so they? that's what i watched oh it, i didn't know that amazing. yeah okay interesting because so they've, they've done like, a couple oh, fuck, gotta, things before but i don't they think, have yeah oh um and I I gotta watch that. It looks, looks so good. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 no more books. It's a fucking movie, dude. No more books. Uh, yeah, it's it's a movie. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Somebody somebody sent me a message on Instagram the other day that just mm-hmm. said, "No pogs, no slammers." I know you posted that on your story, and I I got a Fuck. chuckle. I got a chuckle. I was like, "Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's something I'd say. That's good. That's, that's, good. that's pretty beautiful. That's, that's art right there." Mm-hmm. Oh man, I don't I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. Get her done. Get her done. Get her done. What what? Okay, what thing have you accomplished most recently that you would describe as a get her done moment? You know, I kind of, every time I, like, sell a VHS tape for, like, an absurd amount of money, I kind of say good or done to myself. You know, or, like, when I'm mailing one off, it's uh, it's actually a, a real good feeling. There's definitely uh, a short burst of uh, serotonin again. And I say you get love it done. You'll love it. you love to have that happen. Hell yeah. Either that get or done, e- every time I watch a Sweating Bullets video. <laughs> every single time. Is Dave Mustaine the Larry the Cable Guy of, like, the metal world? Mm, no, no, that's going to be Phil and Salmo. Ah. I've been, for some reason, watching a little too much of Phil and Salmo performing live lately. And uh, I can tell you, yeah, I can you, tell you a couple things. Me, you texted me the other night, and you were just like, oh, man, down sucks. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, so, yeah, so I, was, I know. I, I was going to say, doing? like, Pantera Live... <laughs> fucking rocks they're like yeah they're so every, everything i've seen of them live i'm like everyone here is fucking like killing it like it's it's a master yeah. class 
in performing with a metal three piece band. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. 100%. Um, super joint ritual. Not bad. I mean, they're all very competent in what they're doing. They're a fairly tight band. Um, okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Despite being like a person who follows extreme music, like, and has for a great number of years, mm-hmm. um, I have never bothered to listen to Super Joint Ritual. Yeah. Like, because every time that that band comes up, I'm like, oh, yeah, Phil and Selmo's other band. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're, they're fine. Um, they're, they're not terrible. They're, they're decent at what they do. What they do isn't really my thing, though. It's like, I mean, bluesy, like, doomy, sludgy metal stuff. It's fine. It's whatever. Phil and Salmo's not bad on there. Uh, down Bro. is goddamn garbage. Like, I, I watched a couple of their live performances, and I'm like, are they just all drunk or just not very good at their instruments? The fucking <laughs> bassist blows. He pl- he fucking plays a Rickenbacker with the transistor nice. still. So uh, Rickenbackers have a um like a little uh thing in them. Uh, that, they have like, two outputs, right? Sorry, like the they have like the high output and the low output. Yeah, yeah, but there's another like transistor in there that actually like ends up um it's like a cut or a boost or something that basically just gives you this massive boost uh, above like two k or something like that. And so that's why Rickenbackers have that like very like Chris, uh, Chris Squire sound where they have like this thinness to them. I mean, there's still a bottom end, but there's a lot of just like, I mean, it, yeah, like in order to make it actually like sound dubby in any way, you have to like low pass the fuck out of it. Um, and sure. but like, and so because of that, like it sounds great when you play with a pick finger style. It really depends on how you play. And this dude has the sloppiest fucking finger style. So all you hear is strings when he's playing. It's like, it's worse than Fieldy. Because at least Fieldy has like just a huge scooped tone. Like you can hear the bass. You can hear the strings. But this guy, it just sounds like low mid-range and then treble. And so it's just, it sounds floppy as fuck. Like it sounds like a like a, a fucking just fetid, just uh, unhard dick. Like the uh, Dan Aykroyd film, Nothing But Trouble. Exactly. It, it, it sounds like Dan Aykroyd's nose in Nothing But Trouble. His penis nose. <laughs> he does have a penis nose in that film. He definitely has a penis uh, nose in that film. Like, it, they, we, that is, there's no hyperbole to that statement. He literally has a penis nose. There's, it is part of the jokes in the film. There's no subtlety actually. in that film. There's like... And that, there's I think also no jokes it's why it, yeah it fucking fails on every level because it that, that movie fucking sucks it is well, it is probably the worst film i've ever Do, seen like it is one of the only bad films i've watched where i was like this is unbearable like this is fucking terrible did you know um, that that's actually the last film that dan Aykroyd ever directed good Another fun fact. Did you know that that's the first film that Dan Aykroyd ever directed? I wonder why he never got a second film. We may never know. Unless <laughs> we watch Nothing it? But Trouble did again. He, I think did he, he did. I think, I think he co-wrote it with like someone else. Uh, let me see here. So what the fuck do you think happened? Okay, so for those who don't know, Nothing But Trouble is a film that came out in 1989? Sounds right. Uh, 91, actually. Oh, yeah, that's close. Um, close enough. Uh, 91, it is a quote-unquote comedy film um 
and it is the worst. It is it is completely unfunny. It's terrible. It's not even like good in like a bad movie good way. You know, it's just awful. It, I mean, I still recommend suffering through it. Yeah. But oh, it's a it's a suffer it's, film. It's, it's fucking terrible. Uh, it's like if you want to see the worst jokes, the worst jokes, like, uh, it, it's really bad. At the box office, it made back approximately one fifth of its budget. That's more than I would have expected. Me too. Uh, so it looks like it was written by Dan Aykroyd with a story by his brother, Peter Aykroyd. Ah, uh, we know who the brains in that family is. Do we? <laughs> we know no we don't we, we know who the crystal skull in that shit. family is <laughs> dan Aykroyd's alien documentary oh my god it's fucking yeah, I, i'm something. using documentary in the very loosest definition possible i i like, call it we watch that together i'd call it a crockumentary it's a, a fucking yeah. bullshit, yeah, like yeah. the whole thing. No one, no one watches Dan Aykroyd's fucking rambling hour and a half long fucking rant about aliens and vodka, and then is like, "Yeah, that guy knows what's up." You know, <laughs> um, I think in life you either die a Mark Hoppus or live long enough to become a Tom DeLounge. <laughs> DeLounge. DeLounge chair. <laughs> uh. Uh. uh the Astro Lounge. <laughs> Might as well be walking on the sun. <laughs> Do you think that that song's about <laughs> Jesus, the Son of God? A hundred percent. Cool. What else could it be about? Who Let's knows? be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Smash Mouth, a band singing songs about the shit real people go through. Yeah. Smash 100%. Mouth is what I call giving a blowjob. Yeah. All right. Because you're smashing. Yeah, with, with the mouth, yeah. yeah. With your mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I, I mean, I guess that tracks. You could do that. That'd be really cool if you're like, <laughs> like <laughs> hold on, I got to put on some music. <laughs> and then you put on Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> to set the mood, baby. <laughs> uh, it would also be cool to... Like the the soundboard that you have going on here, you should play just all of those clips during sex, just on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> just like all of them, just like on shuffle. You that know, would, you never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> that would be really good. I mean, it most of my really sex good. is like uh, the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme song, anyway. So, I mean, as it should be. I mean, if you're not, if that ain't the kind of sex you have, what are you doing? Very good question. You, you either have yeah. Seinfeld sex or curb your enthusiasm sex. Those are the only two positions. <laughs> the two genders. <laughs> the two genders. Uh, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the episode. <laughs> 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 <It's> stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really like curb your enthusiasm a lot i think that particular show is a form of art that is appreciated which I, i'm glad and I, I i really like it i it is very like divisive in the sense that like i i feel like a lot of people either they totally get it or and are like super into it or they're just like this is weird and irritating what is happening so 
I, I know a lot of people who just can't stand uncomfortable humor. Like, even if they realize that it's funny, it just, like, gives them so much anxiety that they can't deal with it. I have I have heard that from people before, too. Mm. And, like, sometimes I'll get reactions to, like, some of the memes I post with people, like, saying things like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't understand that. Like, I guess, like, whatever, teach their own. But also, like... Sorry. <laughs> I just like I don't get it, you know. It's like I I've never had like a gag reflex for humor. I I, I don't know. You know I'm gonna edit that. <laughs> uh, please do. That's please just gonna do. be the new intro now. Is Spencer? I don't have a gag reflex. I don't have a gag reflex. I don't have a gag <laughs> reflex. Please, yeah, a let's bucket do it. cast. Yeah, I mean what. <laughs> What else are we doing here? <laughs> good good question. Yeah. Uh, Britt. What's up, dude? I need something from you. What's that, dude? In this, in this early afternoon bucket cast. Mm-hmm. In order to get my day started right, in order to be filled with energy yeah. and emotion, mm-hmm. I need to learn a bucket fact. Do you? We're going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to talk about Bucket's body. Not his body of work, but okay. his body. We're going to talk about how large Buckethead's hands are. Hell yeah. Because I've seen this question on the internet several times, and no one has ever given a definitive answer other than he's got very large hands, which I mean is evident from just looking at his photos, but um, mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything definitive. So it's often discussed and pointed out in pictures exactly how enormous Buckethead's fingers are specifically, um, but there's no re- uh, reputable sources and nothing accurate for hand measurements and guesses uh, from by mm. people, but uh, nothing... Nothing definitive. Um, so I found a really good high quality reference photo um, wherein Buckethead is using his Gibson Custom Les Paul and has his left hand directly over the pickups. So it took me a while, but I, uh, you know, with like Photoshop and a couple other things, I went ahead and um, I measured the size of his pickups for reference because it's one of the things I could actually find a very definitive measurement on. And um, sure. so assuming Buckethead has like normal hands, uh, I'm going to use a standard measurement of hands from measuring from the tip of his middle finger to the wrist, right? Okay. So the bridge pickup on Bucket's custom Les Paul is a 500T super ceramic humbucker. Um, mm-hmm. This is a pretty standard size humbucker, and inasmuch the bobbins, which are the plastic casings on the outside of like the the uh, things that hold the pull pieces, are exactly sixty nine millimeters. Nice. nice. Um, Buckethead's hands are exactly three point nine five times as long as the pickup bobbin, making them approximately two hundred and seventy two point five millimeters, or 10.7 inches. Now, everything was at a slight angle here, uh, and so I can't really account for that. So I'm just going to go ahead and say Buckethead's hands are anywhere between 10.7 and 10.9 inches. Now, in comparison, this is almost the exact same hand size that Jimi Hendrix had, 
and uh, about a quarter of an inch longer than Paul Gilbert's hands. Interesting. Paul Gilbert also has very large hands. Very large hands, especially being that Paul Gilbert's like, you know, only like six feet tall. So he's got like proportionally enormous fucking hands. Mm-hmm. And Jimi Hendrix was even shorter. So Jimi Hendrix just had fucking monster ass hands. But you know, like, unlike the other two people we're talking about here, Jimmy, finger bang city, baby. Like, you know, fucking he can finger bang in. Oh, oh, you over. have no idea. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm sure like, he had a big used dick too, hands. but he's like, whoa, like, I mean, you like the dick, check out the fingers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, he used them hands. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he fucking, yeah, he put his fucking a whole hand straight up in a hair pie, baby. What? He put his whole hand right up in a hair pie, baby. <laughs> Beautiful. We listened to three Buckethead albums. We certainly did. Uh, Pike's 85, 86, and 87. Walk in Lozit, Ourselves, and Interstellar Slunk, respectively. Yes, indeed. What'd you think? Hell yeah. Uh, so, Pike 85. Walk in Lawsit, uh, released October 11th, 2014, which I believe is our good friend Scott Thorpe's birthday. I thought it was the 12th. Is it the 11th? Fuck, is it? It's, it's one of those things I can never remember if it's the 11th or 12th. Never. You I mean, don't know why. You don't mean past why. guest Scott Thorpe? Past guest, one of our, one of our brethren. Yes. Yes. Um, All, yeah. Also known as We Forgot. Sorry. Also known as We Forgot. No. Um, I, I, I think we forgot Scott's birthday. <laughs> we, I did. I forgot. <laughs> I might have not forgotten. I don't know yet. We, we don't um, know. Walk in Lozit. Um, I like the name a lot. It's good. It's a good one. Um, yeah, this one's pretty cool. There, there's some, uh, there's some pretty nice riffs on here. Uh, it's kind of, uh. Not super remarkable, but no. also like a good example of like melodic guitar riffing. Not a lot of leads. No, no, not a whole lot. And uh, not like, I mean, a few leads here and there, but no real solos. Yeah, to speak no, of. no solos. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, I'd say, very standard bucket fare so far as the pikes go. Like most of the album yeah. generally has the same kind of um, somewhere in between like alternative metal with some like grunge elements um there's some proggy parts here and there uh the second song specifically is sounds sounds different from the other two in that it actually mm-hmm. like sounds like yacht rock or classic rock like it's a uh, you know it, it almost sounds like a boz skaggs riff in the beginning and that's oh tight that's a that's a name drop Hell yeah. Boss Skaggs fucking rocks, dude. Everyone loves Boss Skaggs. Yeah, even if they don't know it. All my homies love Boss Skaggs, dog. Hell yeah. Um, That's the truth. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. it was fine. Uh, I didn't love the drum programming on this a whole lot. I uh, I don't know. It was a little too minimal for me. Uh, it didn't sound bad. It was just, like, not that interesting. So this record... At, at moments reminded me of another band that I never see anyone talking about. So I'm going to talk about them for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a band you might know about this band zebulon pike no um never okay uh zebulon pike is like a sludge like an instrumental like sludge slash prog band Mm -hmm. from the midwest somewhere they have a couple really cool albums they have a they have an album that's super awesome called space is the corpse of time um, great name which is great name yeah so here's the thing about that record and I, i just have one thing to say about it it's awesome as fuck um but in one of the songs, it has the worst drum solo I've ever heard in my life. The rest of the album, amazing. But this drum solo, just fucking dog shit. I don't know why they put it in. It's so hmm. bad. So what I did back in the day is I, uh, when this album came out, I think it came out in like 2011, 2012, something like that. I just took that song and put it in my DAW and I just cut the drum solo out As and then do. rebounced the track. And that, that was the version of the album that I listened to a bunch. So like... I'm recommending that album, but also you're going to hear that drum solo and you're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what? why? And yeah, that's how I feel too. You, you should have uh, just bounced the drum solo and just listened to that over and over and over and Until over. Until I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Immersion therapy right there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a way to deal with it. Yeah. Way to deal with your probs. Uh, but anyways, yeah, yeah, uh, that that band has some like cool spacey sludgy stuff, and there, there's some spacey sludgy stuff here, which kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not super remarkable, but there are some cool riffs here and there, certainly. Yeah, I would say it's like um, I like this and what he's doing here better than some of the other pikes, though I don't necessarily consider this like a, one of the top tier pikes. No, this is definitely somewhere in the middle. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it sounds like a lot of the other pikes, to be honest. It's, it does. There, there's it nothing does. really that sets this one apart. I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. Um, I think it's, I, I think it's a neutral point. Right, um, right. Cause I mean, sometimes he will like take a big risk and it will not pay off. So it's, it's not a bad true. pike. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. We've only, I'd say there have only been like objectively maybe like three bad pikes so far. Ones that I was just like, eh. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't happen very often. This isn't bad. It's not great, no. but it's good. It's competent yeah. as hell. It absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah, totally. What do you think it'd be a good soundtrack for? Oh, man. It's like a therapy session. Interesting. I was thinking um, a rooftop garden. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's, isn't that the name of one of the it might be that actually. Like yeah, it yeah, sounds like a pike name. <laughs> it does. It does. But it definitely feels like you know, in Buckethead Land, if there's like a restaurant that does like, I don't know, grows some fresh herbs and stuff that they use in the restaurant on the roof. That's this is what they're playing there. They're playing that. This is the plants. This is plant music. This is the music that lets the garden grow. Loved that. So- also sounds like a pike title. That's uh, that's a a song by uh, the Bad Plus. Ah. Yeah, great band. Yeah, love it. Pike 86. Pike 86. Uh, Pike 85, part two, Ourselves. Released October 18th, 2014, exactly one week after the previous Pike. I liked this one a lot. It was, uh, it was, I thought it, yeah. I, I thought it took all the ideas from the previous Pike, mm-hmm. but just made them better. Right. Like there's more leads, like there's more <laughs> cool riffs. Like, it all kind of flows better as an album. 
I uh, thought it was it was good. Yeah, there's there's a little more diversity on here, especially when it comes to um I don't know, I guess like genres. Like he slows it down a little more and also makes it a little more metal in places. Uh like in uh the beginning of track four, Looking From Afar, it starts off with a super soft and mellow, like cleanish guitar that sounds like it's uh being run through like a uh like maybe like a fender twin reverb with the gain like half the way up. Um, but sure. Something like that. After that, it's, uh, you know, yeah, the whole thing reminds me of Pike 85, but even more so like, um, there's a lot of pikes like these two, um, that are generally like not a ton of leads, not a ton of solos and just like different musical melodic ideas like, uh, Pike 66, uh, leave the light on. Pike 71 Celery, Pike 42 Backwards Chimney. Like, I'd say this idea is the most often used kind of formula for the pikes. I would say yes, it is. And it, and it, I, in as much, I feel like it is a strong example of the formula and in, yeah. in, in a way in which it can work. Right. Um, like, this one is much better than Celery. Like, Celery was. Oh, certainly. Eh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this one, like, I listened to it, and I was enjoying it, and it was one of those ones where, like, when it ended, I was like, oh, wow, it's over. It, like, I never felt like it overstayed its welcome, like, it stayed interesting enough the whole way, like, I thought it was fun. Okay. Fair. Yeah, it was, it was good. Um, You know, lots of, like, alternative kind of metal, um, some post-rocky stuff. Yeah, he, he does a little bit of that stuff where, you know, you've got the, like, the delay that's synced up to the the tempo and he's like doing little like picky stuff on there and you can hear the delays and like it's fun there's a little bit of like post-rocky kind of riffing in the in there but a lot of like just melodic heavy riffs which is cool i like it when he writes melodic heavy riffs and it's uh it's not so bad yeah uh dew drops is a cool song do like drops, I don't track often, three. Yeah. I don't often take notes of songs in particular unless the, there's something that's really cool about them. And that song I thought in particular was very strong. It, it was you. it was actually a nice break uh, in the midst of these two pikes that sound kind of alike. Because uh, it started off like very chuggy, pretty cool, pretty metal, just like very much like changed up the albums, mm-hmm. which was nice. Um, you know, if it weren't for Dew Drops, like. I would have actually been like immensely bored for these entire two pikes. I think the last one I found mm-hmm. kind of boring. Dewdrops really like elevated this one and made me think it's like at least a good like point better than Walkin Lawsit. Certainly, certainly. You know, like Walkin Lawsit, I probably you know it's a solid six. Yeah. Uh, this one's this one's a good you know six and a half seven. Yeah, this better. is the soundtrack to like the the place where they sell the merch. At Buckethead merch booth, this is the, this is the the gift store, the, the gift shop. Yeah, the okay. gift shop. I can one hundred percent agree with you. This is definitely gift shop music, or uh, maybe even um, like a little like a Buckethead museum, like a retrospective, like the history sure. of Buckethead, little little museum shop. History head, hmm. bucket history. <laughs> um. Just just layer those two on top of each other. So it's just nonsense. No. <laughs> that it'll be good uh pike 87 interstellar slunk released october 20th 2014 just two days after the previous pike sounds like it 
Uh, here, let me do an, an impression of what this album sounds like. Okay, are you ready, Britt? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's that's really just the first song. Yes. That's really uh, yes, just the first song. Like each 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 song on here is different, which I like. But the first sure. song, uh, Barney peeled out. Um, it, it I think it rules. It's just insane it's, shredding, which we haven't seen for so long. It's been a while, yeah. And especially yeah. after the last two albums with like no solos whatsoever, it's nice for to just like hear Buckethead fucking go off. Yeah, and he agreed. fucking and he, goes off. Uh, I he really does. Like, it's off. really fast. It's yeah. really fast shredding. He yeah. hasn't really gone off like this since the first Pike with the track peeling out, which you know was kind of the same thing just only like a minute long whereas this is like six fucking minutes of pure shred <laughs> yeah nuts. pure shred i mean like he's done he's done a couple pikes that are like pure shred um but like yeah. they, they don't happen all that often so like i when i first heard that like mm. as soon as this record starts because there's like there's no like build up or anything it just no. Go no, and he's just like blah, 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 blah. yeah. He's this just this like song is literally so six minutes of him shredding, but uh-huh. with cool backing tracks. Like the the one thing about it is like uh, peeling out from the first pike was just him like nubbing and shredding, and that's it. Whereas this one actually like had backing tracks, which is cool, and it's like uh, I don't know a different take on the same idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The rest um, of the album's fucking cool though. Like there are I, some cool things that happen. That's for sure. Like uh. Track two, Coral Castle. It's a uh, you know kind of like funk doom, big envelopes, big wah energy, uh, mm-hmm. periodic little solos here and there, everywhere. It's like a thirteen minute long track, but uh, he like mixes it up enough, especially with um, he uses a lot of his uh, Line Six FM four, makes a ton of fucking laser sounds and shit like that. It's uh, it's it's cool, and it's like a lot of it. Honestly, this album sounds like one of the earliest Pikes. The drums are definitely better. Um, the bass at times is definitely better, but bass is like, definitely it, it's better. definitely like very effects heavy, very shreddy, very just buckethead being buckethead, which we haven't I seen re- in a while. And I really kind of like to see this return to form. I really liked the solo in flat feet. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that was particularly like a strong moment Yeah, because that, that it, it's cool because like he, um, he switches back and forth in like for the backing track where mm-hmm. it's like it's like it's like just basic melodic like minor riffing and then it goes into like a more like harmonic minor kind of sound right. and then it goes back into the melodic thing yeah and so the solo has a lot of, of space mm-hmm. because of that and it, it so and it sounds different through the whole progression. Um, which is pretty fun. Yeah, um, it's a it's a good solo. I'm I'm actually surprised you like that because uh, as as you were saying, he kind of just goes between like two riffs and solos over like most of it in flat feet. And like the first riff though is like really bluesy, like southerny sounding metal, which I know you don't like. Uh, and then the other one is like a much more melodic, like alt metal thing, uh, which I know you do like. So I'm kind of surprised you like that uh, juxtaposition, but I thought it was it's good. Just, yeah, for it's sure. It's an interesting sound that you don't hear from him mm-hmm. all that often. Like he usually doesn't solo over riffs quite like that. Like, I don't know. It's just a little bit different. Right. From, I mean, he does. Yeah. Like usually when he's doing like his sludgy stuff, it's just a riff. He doesn't solo over his sludge stuff much at all. 
You need a God. need some. The, the the light is just so bright in here. It looks like I'm ascending to like some kind of fucking higher plane here. Yeah. My face is pure energy right now. That's pretty cool. It's weird. <sighs> Tripping me out. Yeah. It's distracting. Um, We're trying to talk about goddamn Buckethead and goddamn Buckethead. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. Totally. Uh. It it it's all right. It's good. I I like. <laughs> Uh, I like 86 the best of this three. But, really? Uh, I, I definitely liked right. 87 the most. That's fair. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, oh yeah. What do you think it's good? What do you think it would soundtrack? Interstellar Slunk. Uh, I think it would be a great soundtrack for his uh, equivalent to like Space Mountain. You like, definitely, we've definitely said that before about another song. Probably, probably. But I mean, Dark Rides definitely need this kind of energy. Um, especially like dark roller coasters, which Can are kind of rare. Can you tell me what Magic Mountain is? I have no idea what it is. Space Mountain? Space Mountain? Space Mountain. Okay, yeah. Uh, what is Space Mountain? So, so Space Mountain is a ride that exists in both Disneyland and Disney World in their uh, future world zone. And uh, it's, a, it's a dark ride. And dark ride means like an indoor ride, basically, that is not like well lit uh, intentionally. Um, okay. and so it's an indoor roller coaster, uh, made by Disney where there's like a bunch of stars and stuff. And, uh, I don't know. I'd recommend like watching like a ride through on, on YouTube. Like there's ride throughs for every roller coaster. Give you a good <laughs> idea of what they do exactly. I mean, of course, of course there are. No. Um, I guess like I'm asking purely for context. Cause like people do, I've heard people talk about that particular ride at mm-hmm. work before there was somebody was talking about that earlier this week and like okay i don't give a fuck about theme parks like i have no desire to ever go to a theme park i don't care at all like it's okay. just not my vibe i i don't care it sounds not like like something i would not enjoy okay um and it's fine that people do enjoy that whatever but like i just don't care so i as a result i have no frame of reference for what these things are fair yeah. Okay. Cool. So thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. But the, so it's inside. Like it. It like this no. must be an enormous building. No, it's it's a yeah. It's fucking huge. And in, in, in fact, um, the one at Disneyland is significantly smaller, and it only has one track. But the one they have at Disney World actually has two identical tracks. Um, indoors that go like separate ways in order to, you know, accommodate a ton of people. Wild. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's Disney's, you, I believe, you, most popular ride and has been since like the eighties. Have you been on it? Oh yeah, tons of times. What do you think? It's Disney's best ride, straight up. It's the most fun thing at Disney World. Yep. Okay. Straight up. Tight. Yep. I love to hear that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Like the band. Hell yeah. Like the Golden Golden Corral restroom band. Yeah. Um if you're if you're a fan of our show. Yeah. Like I'm speaking to no one. Uh but hey, if you're a fan of our show, uh please leave graffiti in uh Golden Corral bathrooms. Please write the Hell Yeah logo and uh take a picture and send to us. Uh either please. that or R.I.P. Vinnie Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you. <laughs> Anything memorializing Vinnie Paul in uh and it has to be in a um has to be in a handicap stall too, because like uh-huh, I yeah. mean he's he's fat, he, you know, yeah, and he yeah. needs he like room be- to like do some key bumps with his other friends from Hell Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> you think they're doing that in the stall? Are you kidding me? Of course they're doing that in the stall. All right. Where else are they going to do it? You can't just do fucking key bumps, like, in a fucking, like, restaurant that only conservatives go to, like, right out in the open. All right. And, yeah, and, unless you're a, a Donald Trump Jr. And then they just don't care how much coke you do. But it's a totally different thing. It's a different thing? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Spencer. All right. Yeah. You want to take a journey with me? I want to take a journey, baby. Let's go to the bucket void. Statements from the bucket void. Bucket void. Hell yeah. The band. Here we are. We're back. We're back. We're here. This is the part of the show where we shine a light into uh, some parts of the internet that maybe we don't need to be shining a light into. Mm-hmm. Um, we report we report back what we see. Okay, um, so this week we listened to Three Pikes. I skimmed through a good amount of YouTube comments. Thankfully for these uh, for these particular pikes, there are a good number of comments, so we got a lot of bucket statements to yeah. analyze today. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but it has been strange for the past. Um, because you know I will check the comments too as I'm listening to these albums on YouTube and for I'd say the past like dozen albums the comments have been pretty sparse. It's kind of weird. Pretty sparse, yeah. 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 Um that's why like one of these I believe it's Pike 86 has like 43 comments on it, which is like that's quite great. a few in comparison to um the last maybe dozen or so we've been listening to. Right. And so I'm wondering if there is going to be like a law of diminishing returns here where the higher number we go on the pikes, the less comments we're going to get in general. I'm not sure. Yeah. Like I, I think maybe, but maybe not. Cause it's like, I I've wondered that a lot as, mm-hmm. we, as we've done this, but like there are pikes in the forties that have less comments than some of the pikes we listen to today. So True. it's like, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of just random. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the algorithm, you know? Like, who mm. knows who the algorithm is providing this Bucket content to? Right, and it's also, like, Buckethead fans, um, I've noticed, you know, I, I spend a good time on the um, the Buckethead subreddit. And uh, yeah. there are quite a few people who are doing pretty much the exact same thing we're doing and just, like, listening to the pikes all the way through. But mm-hmm. there also seems to be a very large contingent of people who will listen to Pikes based more on recommendation. And they'll, uh, you know, post something like, hey, I just listened to this Pike and loved it. Does anyone know anything like this? And, you know, yeah, people yeah. come together and be like, oh, yeah, that's more of a sludgy thing. Uh, sounds more like this, um, like, you know, like Snow Slug or whatever. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's interesting. It is interesting. And you see a lot of that in the in the YouTube comments as well. Mm-hmm. Um, get things, <laughs> get things going here. This person has a very long name, so long that it actually like ends in an ellipsis. Like I, I think it keeps going, but <laughs> uh, currently their name is Marcus Cameron McLean Marcus Cameron. So I don't know. Um, they just say Epic Bucket, and Bucket is in all caps. Mm-hmm. Epic Bucket. I I like that. That's a good sentiment. Um, yep. Now this is a user we've talked about before here this next one um and they always leave really weird comments and i I don't always like grab them just because it's nonsense Mm -hmm. but i was like hey who knows how much time we're gonna need to fill today so like here's some fucking bullshit (laughs) 
All so right. I'm going to try to read this. All right, wait. Um, who, who, it's long and it's wait, stupid. Who is, who is it they, again? Uh, YouTube user BucketBot. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I actually don't remember them very much. I, I, yeah. I remember the guy who always does all the all caps shit. Oh, he, uh, Jordan Vine? Yes, yeah, Jordan Vine, Jordan Vine. Yeah. Fucking oh, love that guy. Jordan Vine will make an appearance later. Oh, don't, boy. Don't worry. Can't, can't we, wait. We've got, right. a, we've got a new banger from Jordan Vine. No, all right. Don't hit, worry. Hit, hit me with that bucket uh, bot. What we got? All right. Bucket bot. A lot of these words are made up. I'm going to tell you that right now. Departing from his Red Ridge Rooster KFC funeral bucket, Buckethead now regularly exteriorizes with his protective gear like white... Are like pure white eggshell, damn strong, reverting to his humble beginnings, protecting better his mushy inside, delimiting viewers' horizon boundary lines. At his most evil concocted mind state behind the mask and bucket internally, he is still a theatrical softy as everything is felt through his achromatic heart guitar. I am hoping he will never splatter during a nunchuck number ourselves in our shells. Ek phrasis, egg phrasing, simply egg phrasis. I fucking rocked. <laughs> I mean, not... this is this is mental illness also, but also sure. I mean, like, we don't get bucket poetry like that, like, often, uh... Bucket it's fun palm. to, um, that was. <laughs> it's fun to read. That was. I mean, it was just like you know, it, it's it's not bad wordplay. Like he obviously like has his own internal meter that is interesting. I'd say, you know what? That's a solid seven on the poetry scale, baby. <laughs> seven, 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 seven. Hell yeah! If you're six, 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 I'm seven, seven, seven. Wait. <laughs> Or if I'm whatever. seven of nine, you're six, six, six. <laughs> yeah, that that eighteen is actually nine, though. Ah, true. Uh, true. Yeah, um, eighteen is seven of nine. <laughs> that is that is a joke for fucking no one. I, I love that. Yeah, those, that I want to make fucking that fucking Star Trek now. Voyager King Diamond fans. That <laughs> fucking fan base. I mean, there's a there's got to be some pretty decent crossover there, but there, also there has like, to be. But. I just I, I don't think there's enough of those people concentrated in any one place to make that joke and have it go well. Uh wait, 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 hold hold up, hold up. Um there there's gotta be. Uh fuck. Oh yeah, a blood incantation show right there. Boom. Got it. <laughs> Boom. Boom, motherfucker. Yeah. All right, all yep. right, yeah, yeah. Yep. Totally. Yep. There you go. Totally. Yeah. I, I did it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Not yeah. bad. Um user Ugyen says, I'm not a musician, but I do play guitar. Wish I could play like Buckethead, LOL. <laughs> so how exactly do you go about playing guitar without being a musician? See, I like that perspective. I feel like it's a very real perspective. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because most of the people I know who play guitar, I would not qualify as musicians. So. Oh, yeah. Or like they only barely qualify. It's yeah. like, Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you can play music, but that doesn't really make you a musician, right? No, no, you, no. Yeah, it's like, I mean, yeah. it does, I, but also, I like, can, there's different I can play skills. basketball, but I am not a basketball player. 
What about basketball? You have any experience there? I, I bet I'd actually be decent at basketball. I'm, I'm not bad at like lining up shots. Uh, it's just like actually being active and playing against people who are better than what me. If, what if we started a business, Britt, and mm-hmm. where we just recreated the basketball set in a building and served only like Blue Moon and Coors Light in pitchers and then just charged people to come in? I don't even know about Blue Moon, Coors, Coors Light, and uh, fucking Coors Banquet. I'd say just the two. <laughs> like, like keep true to like Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Like they are, they're Colorado I like, boys. I feel like Blue Moon. Well, Blue Moon is owned by Coors, isn't it? Yeah, like everything is owned by Miller Coors at this point, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, they're from they're from Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like. Uh, I feel like Blue Moon is the, like a beer of choice for people that would be really into that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'd say. Well, okay. So, so you know how they have to drink beer in basketball? Yeah. I don't remember that. I think they do, right? Don't they? Don't they have to drink at each base or something like that? Or am I getting it twisted? Are you thinking that sounds right? Beer fest? I don't fucking know, dude. I never saw Beer <laughs> Fest. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. I don't really care. Like Broken Lizard is fine. I I watched that movie a few times. I see. I liked that one better than their other films. Like, except for I, I mean, uh, Slam and Salmon was. I've not seen Slam. I'm, and I'm Salmon. kidding. That was. Uh, Club Dread the, was. Club Dread was fucking trash. That was a garbage fucking film. That, that it sucked. Like mm-hmm. I was stoked for it too, and then Me I was too. like, "Man, I saw it in the theater, and I was good. like, that." Yeah. Boo. I rented that from Blockbuster, and I was oh. like, "This, mm. boo." Yeah. Uh, uh, more like Clubhead. Uh, no, this is that the the corn bar. Well, I guess I was more referring to Buckethead, but that's fine too. <laughs> we can refer to corn, I guess. All right. Um, so this is another user we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, is it an idiot, a user, and a microphone abuser? <laughs> uh, YouTube user Frankincensed, one year ago, edited, says, Bucket holds back for a bunch of pikes, then all of a sudden he lets go with some serious shreds. Mm-hmm. What's oh, so interesting... This, this must well, have... No. Sorry? What's interesting about this mm-hmm. is the response um, from YouTube user... Abe Vigoda's left testicle. Wow. <laughs> that is a name. <laughs> this is, that's the main reason this is featured. Um, just says, hey, I've seen you on here before. I like, I like the idea of like the, these, uh, these frequent Pike commenters like noticing each other. I think that that is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just Abe Vigoda's left testicle left uh testicle yeah i mean what do you think that tastes like uh oh like um like a saltine cracker i was gonna uh, say more like a vaguely of like pine salt ah uh, like okay. I, I bet i bet he bathes with like a palm olive fucking dish soap <laughs> why why would he do that i don't know he likes to smell like fucking dishes because <laughs> he's dishes Oh, God, I hate that. <laughs> Dude, have I ever told you about dishes? 
No. The person I know named Dishes. Have I ever told you about that? Are that they are they non-binary? No. Oh, because that's like a, a name a non-binary person would definitely choose. Yeah, yeah, you're right. This is uh this is kind of before like uh non-binary stuff became really, you know, much more recognized in the mainstream. Fair. Um but this is I this is a person that like stayed at my house for a while back in the in the party house days. Mm-hmm. Um he's a piece of shit. Uh, that guy sucks. Oh, he's a he crust a, punk. Uh, yeah, he's a, well, he was just an alcoholic. Um, so he's a crust. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess like the the people he primarily hung out with were crust punks. Uh, yeah, and that's how he ended up at our house. But yeah, he was just an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and so he would just drink a lot, and then be, like be shitty, yep, like and be smelly, and yep. like make a mess, and like he would and people and I I remember one time I was like, hey, dishes. Did people call you that because you do the dishes? And he was like, no, they call me that because I'm dishes. And I was like, hey, man, do some of your dishes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Just like you ask him that question while just like staring at the sink. Like, like literally, no, that was literally the situation. (laughs) Like, because I was like, oh, the the sink is full of your dishes. Dishes. Yep. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Years later, our friend Monty McCleary. I I don't know if he'll want me to mention this, so maybe you'll have to cut this out. But uh, ran into him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he was like in Capitol Hill for some reason, and he like ran into him, and he was like, "Hey, dishes, what's up?" And dishes was like, "Who the fuck are you?" And then it's <laughs> like stormed off. Wow. <laughs> That guy sucks. Fuck that guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, anyways, thanks for the YouTube comments. Abe Vigoda's left testicle. Absolutely. Uh, here we go. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, here, here we go. <laughs> User King Lich says, this is, this is a name for Buckethead I've never seen before, which mm-hmm. is why I'm bringing it up. Yeah. And they and then one year ago they say, "Dope, love to find Buck's stuff out of nowhere." Heart emoji. So I've never heard him uh, refer to his Buck, but I like that. Yeah, I do like Buck. His name is Buck, and he likes to shred. And that's correct. My name yes. is Buck, and I came to make approximately thirty-minute albums. <laughs> yes, hell yeah. Um. On the other hand, on the other side of the spectrum, um, our friend. L- listen, I, I, uh, Buckethead fans are only on one side of the spectrum. Spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the prevailing ideology among Buckethead fans is libertarianism. It's got to be right. I, I think the prevailing ideology among Buckethead fans is autism. <laughs> All right. Speaking of which, YouTube user... So, yes, user libertarianism. Jo- <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, YouTube user Jordan Vine says, three <laughs> years ago, magnificent and incredible, just like everything else, the greatest guitarist to ever, 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 ever play the fucking instrument. There's no other human who plays the guitar that is better. No one. Do you get me? No one. He is the best of the best buckethead forever. Wow, what a smooth motherfucker. You know what they say, uh, wine, dine, Jordan Vine, 69, baby. (laughs) 
Oh, man. When, when he learns what sex is, it's going to be great. <laughs> God. Do you think he's going to, like, eat pussy in all caps? <laughs> yeah, you know it. Hell yeah. You know it. Hell yeah. Um, on the other... On the other hand... <laughs> uh, user New Path New Path one year ago says, a precious angel is our bucket. That's very and true. I love I love that sentiment. I mm-hmm. would agree. I agree one thousand percent. I would I would like if Buckethead just like played a concert wearing like angel wings. I think that would be like kind of yeah on brand. It would be cool. It'd be very would be cool. into it. Yeah, he's very cool. And no. a precious angel is is our bucket. Bucket heaven. <sighs> bucket heaven. Yes. All right. Okay. Now we got to get into it. So, this is a comment on Pike86 mm-hmm. and YouTube user Axiom Ape, whose profile picture is a picture of Buckethead, by the way. Cool. Um, says, so does track two mean Buckethead has been to Coral Castle? It's such a cool place and awesome thought to know Buckethead has been there too, or at least knows of it. I can just picture him there at night. Creepy. Um, so I looked up Crystal Castle, or uh, sorry, Coral not Crystal Castle, a uh, Coral Castle. I have I have the Wikipedia page pulled up here. Cool. Uh, sure. I'm going to read the description of what Coral Castle is. Mm-hmm. Coral Castle is an oolite limestone structure created by the Latvian American eccentric Edward Leedskalnin. It is located in unincorporated territory of Miami Dade County, Florida, between the cities of Homestead and Leisure City. The structure comprises numerous megalithic stones, mostly limestone formed from coral, each weighing several tons. Mm -hmm. It is currently a privately operated tourist attraction. Coral Castle is noted for legends surrounding its creation that claim it was built single-handedly by Leed Skalnan using reverse magnetism or supernatural abilities to move and carve numerous stones, each weighing many tons. Hmm. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, I looked at some pictures of it. It's very fucking weird. So it's basically like a bunch of limestone that this dude carved into like chairs and furniture and like weird sculptures mm-hmm. and then like put out in Florida. <laughs> it's very Florida man, even though it was made in the 1920s. It's very Florida man energy. Very, very, very Florida man. Um, yeah, I'm looking at pictures of it now too. This is super interesting. I'm going to say... I would imagine Buckethead has gone here. This seems like a yeah, place he'd like, like stop by on tour. Like, you know, he's probably going this, through Florida after, you know, and there's no fucking Disney world around Miami Dade. So he's around. So there. check this out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you're right. This has a huge Buckethead energy. Mm-hmm. And like, so check this out. Check this out. Among the features and carvings are a two story castle tower that served as Leeds Scalinen's living quarters. Walls consisting of eight-foot-high pieces of stone, an accurate sundial, a polar telescope, an obelisk, a barbecue, a water well, a fountain, celestial stars and planets, and numerous pieces of furniture. The furniture pieces include a heart-shaped table, a table in the shape of Florida, 25 rocking chairs, chairs resembling crescent moons, a bathtub, beds, and a throne. Wow, this is like equal parts like big buckethead energy and also like um, astrology bitch energy. 
<laughs> but like so many of these things sound like names of like pikes or like pike song titles like mm-hmm. heart shaped table like or that's gotta be a fucking table fucking in the shape of florida <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah pretty interesting shit very weird so there, there's like a very long part in here about this like door that's really interesting there mm-hmm. i don't know it's uh it's it's pretty wild um uh here's a here's a fun fact here's a here's a coral castle fact mm-hmm. billy idol's 1986 song sweet 16 was inspired by the story of lead skelnan and coral castle very cool interesting. very interesting oh and this uh coral castle was also featured on uh, the history channel show ancient aliens season two episode eight oh, no. <laughs> I love that that's on the History Channel. Because, like, yeah. that's some real history, right? Definitely there. history. Yeah, like, when was Definitely the last time history. you saw history on the History Channel? It's all just speculative bullshit and, like, ghost hunting. Early, I'm like, early 2000s is the last time I saw real history on the History Channel. Wait, when was that? Early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Because <clears throat> yeah. I remember, like, when they used to just play, like, the sort of videos that we would watch in history class. Yeah. It was, it was just like, here's a battle. Yeah. And it was crazy because of this. Here's all the troop movements. Mm-hmm. And here's people that know about it talking about either, it. Either either the Civil War or World War Two. One yeah. of those. And or that's like it. there I remember a lot of like ancient stuff too. Like t- talking yeah, about like Thermopylae like, and things like that. Yeah, I do remember like a lot of like uh you know ancient Indian civilizations and stuff like that. Like a lot of talking about like what happened to the Mayans and I'm like white people and they're like, yes, white people. Um <laughs> and that you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. Uh totally. Yeah. You love to see it. Indeed. And uh you know I think that's all we got for all right. today. So, we have a new segment. Oh, do tell. Well, uh, I don't know <laughs> if I need to tell it, it to you because you made up this segment. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm so. So, uh, we have a new segment here. Uh, It's called Bucket Joke. Uh, Spencer has noticed recently that uh, I have stocked up on a variety of old shitty joke books. Uh And uh, so, I'm going to be reading jokes to you, but uh, replacing keywords with Buckethead. That's beautiful. I'm so ready for making these jokes about Buckethead. So, I'm going to give you your, um, your selection here. We can either go with 2,000 surefire jokes for speakers. Uh-huh. And that one's from like 1987. We can go for this one from like uh, 1976 or something. Uh, 3,500 good jokes for speakers. <laughs> or uh, my, my personal favorite here. Uh, yes. This, Garfield's yes. Big Fat Harry joke book. So I have I have some history with Garfield's Big Fat Harry joke book. Mm-hmm. I owned that when I was a kid. And I have not read it since I was maybe eight. So, Britt, you need to lay lay one on me. Okay. 
what what did the ocean say to Buckethead? Uh, what? Wh- hi. Nothing. It only waved. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> Give me another. What did Buckethead say to the cactus? I don't know. I see your point. That sucks. Give me another. <laughs> Why is Buckethead's mind like snow? Uh, it is pure and white and untainted by the world. All right, let's talk about how you conflate pure with white, Spencer. <laughs> no, this is joke time's over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Um, what does Buckethead call it when he overcooks his sirloin? Uh, what I don't know what. A mistake. Yep. That tracks. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll give you that one. Why did um why did Buckethead put mouthwash in his soup? Why? So it wouldn't have bad broth. That is not a joke in there. You made that up. That is, there's no way that that is a real joke in there. Right here, dude. That's, uh, oh my god, yeah, you're right, that is a real joke. Wow, that is, that is maybe the worst joke I've ever heard. That's, that's really great. Good job. Ooh, ooh, here we go, here we go. Which is smarter, a cat or a chicken? Uh, tell me. Well, have you ever seen a Kentucky Fried Cat? (laughs) That's a beautiful joke. That that's a uh, wow. Mm-hmm. That that's like bucket related Tell by ya. default. We don't yeah, even right? need to change that one. Exactly. I was pretty pretty happy with that. That's on bucket brand. Bucket, bucket brand. brand. Um, what did Buckethead say to the Statue of Liberty? I don't know. Good to see you. Keep in torch. Wait, what? Good to see you. Oh. Oh. Why could uh, Buckethead not sleep during the tennis match? Because uh, of the girl's butts? Because of all the racket. Ah. Uh, yeah. That. Yep. Why did, um, why did Buckethead put insect spray on Dan Monty's watch? <laughs> I don't know why. Because it was full of ticks. I like how topical the joke is. I'm grateful for that. When is Buckethead like a piece of wood? (laughs) In the morning, baby. Hell yeah. (laughs) The actual answer, though, is when he's bored. Yeah, that also tracks, too. <laughs> what what's the first thing that Buckethead loses when he's on a diet? I don't know. His sense of humor. I hate to see that. We lo- we love his bucket humor. What's what's Buckethead's favorite state? Mind. A state of unconsciousness. Cool. What's the only type of bird that can lift Buckethead? I don't know. A crane. <laughs>
it's funny because I know this joke is about Garfield. So, like, that makes it funnier because, like, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, funny is a state of mind, though. Why, why is Buckethead like a leaky bathtub? <laughs> I don't know. You can never fill him up. <laughs> oh, no. Hey Spencer, you got a, yeah. you got anything to recommend to me this week? I do. You're not going to like it, mm-hmm. but I recommend opening your favorite music streaming application and typing the following letters, no spaces, into the search bar. No effects either. D T R M baby. You type in those four letters, you search that, and then it won't come up because it thinks you want to listen to anything other than that. But no, you want to listen to de- you. No, no, <clears throat> it's my recommendation. Um, then you go and you search by artists, and you find the artist named DTRM. There's only one artist named DTRM. And then you just listen to any of that stuff. Just do it. It's worth it. Hell yeah. For some context, DTRM is a band um, I was in with uh, our former guest, Scott, also known as We Forgot. I was briefly in this band, but I was kicked out. You were. In fact, in fact, I totally forgot to mention to you, you appear on one of our albums. What? I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. You have a solo in one of the Shark Week songs. What? Yep. No way. Which one? I, I, I forgot, but I'm listening to it, I'm like... I definitely didn't play this. Holy shit, this is Spencer. No, you totally guessed it on a I solo for us. I don't remember that it's at all. It's not very good, but it's there. Uh, yeah, I wasn't that great at guitar at that point. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's, it's fun. Uh, Amazing. Well, you're going to have to listen to all of Shark Week to figure out yeah. what song. Yeah, mm. uh, well, that's, yeah, there you go. That's, uh, that's beautiful. I, I like, I have a vague memory of this now that you bring this up. I, yeah. I forgot entirely. That uh, that yeah, I think happen. you actually like came over to my house to record it or something. If I remember. Maybe. But, no. I was at your house a lot no. getting high, so. Weren't we all? That, yeah. That whole time, it's a blur. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Brit's old band DTRM, um, the real name being Danny Tanner's Rainbow Militia, which is a better name than DTRM. True. Uh, <clears throat> very funny comedy music from 2005. Look at that. 2005 to like ago. 2008 now. Mm-hmm. Long time ago. Very long. Pretty good. I recommend listening to that. I also, I don't know if I got anything else to recommend, actually. Cool. What you got to recommend me? So, um, I'm gonna recommend uh, uh, some only self serving things. Um, okay, so uh, as Spencer said, uh, I did re release a bunch of music uh, w- that I made with DTRM this week. I also released uh, my own solo album under the name Fag Off that I'd like you to listen to. Uh, listen, Should. and yeah. uh, I also released a new podcast that I'm doing by myself called uh, Bad Word of the Day with Britt and Ryan Straw, where every day for one or two minutes, I just uh, give you a new bad word from somewhere throughout the world. Um, yeah, 
Like today's word is a uh, ketanith, the Arabic word for faggot. <laughs> and I explain that. Cool. Yeah. That's tight. I Hell love yeah. that. I, I love that you're doing that. I want you to do that. Cool. That's that's all making I've art, got. To making art, baby. Hell I yeah. made a uh, an eighteen minute noise song. I'm gonna put that on the internet here pretty soon. Yeah, it's the world called... world needs more noise noise music. Thanks, Spencer. Yeah, it right. does. It right. does. It's helping us out here. Yeah. Yep. The, but I'm, uh, the world I'm asked, you answered. Yeah. Yep. The world said, "Hey, we need more noise." I was like, you know what? I got this uh, semi-modular synthesizer here that's pretty good at making noise. Mm. Let's make some noise, baby. Yep. Definitely need more modular synth music. Oh, yeah. I'm actually building a, a, a DIY modular case today. Cool. I bought some rails online, and I got a power supply PCB shipping to me from uh, from Europe. I'm going to solder that bad boy together, build a power supply, build a case. Cool. Build some DIY Euro rack modules. Neat. Make some synth beats. Cool. Fuck yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Real chat hours. Building my own synths. Yeah. Hell yeah. The ultimate of chads. Very. It's a it's really a thad thing more than anything. Wow. Yeah. It's a Sigma Chad. Very thing. Sigma. Alpha Sigma Chad. Yeah. It's the, the, the top of all Sigma Chads. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, um, you know what? I bet, uh, I bet Keanu Reeves makes his own synthesizers. He seems like the type of guy, right? Doesn't he just work on motorcycles? He does. He's actually thing? cool. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, he, just, he just works on motorcycles and, like, shoots guns. He's, he's actually just really cool. He's got that Matrix base. Hell yeah. I wonder if he still owns that. Because that, that photo I was taken like a decade ago. It's been going At around least, the internet yeah. for fucking ever. Yeah, it's been around forever, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. Good quest. Good good quest. Quest. Good quest. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, where can I find you on the internet, Spencer? At New Metal Karate Society on Instagram. Cool. And what you about can, you, Britt? You can find me at uh, at Meme Scoop on um, I don't know Instagram. I Instagram. guess. Yeah, yeah. If you if you find one of us, we like repost each other enough that you'll be able to just find us. Yeah, it's cool. Um, totally. Boom! There we go. This has been Britt. <laughs> this. Has also been Brit. Uh, <laughs> and th- <laughs> thank you to my guest Brit today. Um, also, our producer Brit um, uh, over in the editing booth, uh, Brit and Ryan Straw. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, thank you uh, for our new segment today uh, to um, our new joke curator, uh, Brit Straw. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. Uh, yeah, thank you, Britain. You've done a, You've done a. You've done a job. You've done a job. Someone's job. Someone's job. This has been Britain Ryan Straw. And this has been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Head, a bucket cast. Stay greasy, bucketheads. Namaste. <laughs>